you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of See the Sunrise. All week in my devotions, I've been sharing portions of my latest book, Caught in the Undertow, God's Rescue for Anxiety, Panic, and Depression. And today I thought I would read a section for you. And let me tell you why I picked this particular section of my book. This is uh, relative to disciples, and we are disciples of Christ. And as disciples, we follow the principles of Christ, and we follow his teachings, and it's good to know, or it's interesting to see how even they dealt with issues related to mental unrest. And so when we have someone that we can relate to that understands what we're going through, it makes it a little bit easier and makes it a bit understandable. So I'd I'd like to read to you from The Disciples' Dilemma. Christians are not free of the effects of mental illness. The disciples also demonstrate their bouts with it when they hear of Jesus's impending departure. In a discourse with his disciples, Jesus provides words of reassurance. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that? I'm going away there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I have been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me, when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. John 14, verses 1 through 14. Jesus' disciples were downcast. Depression does not discriminate. 
It affects men and women equally. The disciples became concerned at the thought of Jesus's departure. They made their concerns known through questioning the meaning of Jesus's words. They also became fearful, developing anticipatory anxiety, not about what is unknown, but, what about, but about what is being revealed. The future is often unpredictable. Even though Jesus didn't want them to worry about his leaving and was preparing his followers for his departure, they were still alarmed. They feared, although they were being told what to expect. From the responses of Thomas and Philip, we hear their troubling thoughts. Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. The one whom they left everything for, whom they watched perform miracles, who had accomplished things that were unimaginable, was about to go away from them. Their hearts were broken. Their anxiety was perpetuated by their lack of understanding and not necessarily their lack of faith. But where was their faith? The problem is that fear and faith cannot reside together. Fear doesn't produce faith and faith will dispel fear. We can have faith and yet not understand what God is doing in our lives, which can be an extreme cause of anxiety. And if anxiety is unaddressed, it can lead to depression. Depression is a dark place where one feels sightless without a vision of anything better. It can persist for short or long periods of time. You lose interest in doing anything. You may feel hopeless, experience a lack of energy, find yourself sleeping too much, overeating or not eating at all, totally extracting from the world. And sometimes you might even have thoughts of harming yourself. Depression requires treatment. And if not treated appropriately, it can lead to chemical and or behavioral addictions. It can also affect your relationships at home, at work, and even with your closest friends. Many factors lead to depression. Through my own experience with depression, I found that it did not come on suddenly. It was a series of events that caused me to slip into darkness. If I had known the things that I know today, if someone had shared their own experience, if I had been surrounded by a community that did not make prejudgments about what I was experiencing, maybe it would not have lasted so long. And maybe, just maybe, I could have received the help I so desperately needed. Although born in a poverty-stricken environment, that was not the basis of my depression. The onset of my depression was perpetuated by the sheltering in place in my parents' home and then being thrust into an environment I only had superficial knowledge of. My mother was extremely fearful and she passed that fear on to me, which kept me locked up emotionally and mentally. It was the undertow, the place that seeks to suffocate and destroy life. My depression was rooted in a lack of understanding. This is why education is important. It introduces you to the world you have no knowledge of and it provides a level of navigation you won't find when sheltering in place. Children need experiences of going to the park, visiting family, family time, discussing world events, and gaining a perspective of what they haven't seen. They also need to know the bad things that are happening in the world, age appropriate, of course. This equips them with the means to deal with what they will face once away from the seclusion and protection of the parental home. 
It was when I moved away from my parents' home and the city I grew up in that depression began. I found the new city foreign, frightening, and uncomfortable. It was a city where I knew no one, and I didn't understand the value of relationships and how they can contribute to wellness. Church had been a huge part of who I was, and I didn't have that either. My anxiety drove me to avoidance, which is what led to my isolation. I was surrounded by hordes of people and yet felt alone for a period of approximately two years. I felt I couldn't turn anxiety around, which led me to hopelessness and helplessness. My anxiety was caused by not knowing the future and my inability to put what I was feeling into words. I couldn't see beyond my current circumstances and nothing made me happy. I believe that there was nothing I can do about my situation. I had adopted a pattern of behavior that needed to be broken. And looking back, I understand the steps it took to become emotionally, physically, and spiritually healthy. It took work, but it can be done. I was healed of my depression, but not overnight. I'll tell you more about that later, but remember, you are not alone. Some of the most prolific Bible characters, leaders of God's people, suffered from depression, such as King David. Consider this. As a believer, what are your struggles? Have you failed to trust God? And if you have, when will you trust him? And why won't you trust him? I hope this week the words that you have read and the things that you have heard relative to this book that I penned, which I consider more of a workbook, will begin to open the door to some of your mental angst that you might be experiencing. There's no need for shame. I share my own struggles, and they may be compatible with, with you or maybe someone that you know, but let them know that they don't have to be ashamed. I leave you with Acts chapter 20, verse 24. I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. May God bless you.